0: Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Café 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at Café1804.com. That's Café, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast.
1: A binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and... Here are your hosts,
0: Graham and Jocelyn. And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Yaken Get Get and Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, as usual, is the very fantastic JoJo, the co-host of co-host. Hello, JoJo. How to do ah <laughs> recording is always fun. <laughs> It is
1: always fun. We always have new and interesting and fun things that happen,
0: so... <laughs> there are weeks where it takes us one hour trying to figure out what's going on, and then we figure it out, and it was like, oh, it was just this button. <laughs> yeah, it was like,
1: yeah. And then- basically, if if we can screw it up, we we, we screw it up, and basically, <laughs> you know... We're cursed, I think, is what it actually is. So, you know, it's fine. It's fine. We're working through the curse, you know. (laughs) Fuck you, curse. Fuck you. (laughs) You got it.
0: (laughs) Fuck you, curse. (laughs) But again, Jojo, (laughs) let's do this as if we haven't done it before. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) I am doing okay, Graham. I'm here and, and alive, so that's a good thing. How about
0: yourself? Yeah, it was a good week, uh, if you can call it that. I don't know anymore how you define a good week, but hey, <laughs> it was was good considering.
1: This is a good. This is a good point. How do we define a good week? Like, how in in the way the world is at the moment, do we define a good week? And I'm not talking about like cosmically or like universally or even nationwide. Like personally, what is a good week? Like, is it Is it I made it to work every day? Is it I managed to take a shower every day? What what is what is a good week? I think
0: managing to take a shower every day is actually part of a good week. I I I think think you're
1: yeah. I think so too. If you can manage one, that's 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 a good week. So so yeah, it's been a good week.
0: Yeah, I managed to shower at least five times this week.
1: Look at me. doing something That's right I managed
0: to get a haircut too So You did
1: You did Looking sharp
0: Oh my gosh (laughs) So Jojo What are we talking What are we discussing today?
1: So we're talking about A a movie today We're talking about A movie called The Little Things It's on HBO Max And HBO Max Is Kind of Putting the The last nail In the coffin I think Of of movie theaters And And showing theatrical releases on the on the same day streaming if you're part of their service. So they did that with Wonder Woman eighty four and the I believe this is the next one that they've done, the little thing. So it's a it's a big box office movie.
0: Yeah, the power of, you know, having a big studio and then saying, you know what? I'm just gonna get into the TV business too and, you know, simultaneously release <laughs> theatrical movies into the streaming service movies. I mean, who wouldn't want to have HBO Max if that's the case, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like a huge coup for them. It's like, uh, yeah, we, you know, for the cost of a couple movie tickets out, you can see all these movies and stream them for, I think I think you get them for a month, so.
0: Yeah, and, um, and, and Hollywood is still trying to convince us that nothing is better than going to the theater. But, I wonder if that's true when a person like me who doesn't really like uh, going to crowded things, (laughs) I'll go to a restaurant because I'm hungry. (laughs) I mean, the experience is fantastic, whatever, but I'll go to a restaurant mainly because I'm hungry, not because there is something special about going to restaurants. I don't know if that's...
1: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like I enjoy going out somewhere, but I don't enjoy going somewhere to be around 400 people that I don't know. Yeah. And I, and I love going to see the movies, but one of my favorite things in the world is when you go see a movie and you're like the only person in the oh, movie theater. Isn't that beautiful? Like that's it's a glorious feeling. Like it's just sometimes like I went to see um uh Hero and it came out it hasn't been a long time ago, but it, it came out, and I went to the little little theater in my hometown to see it and I was literally the only person there and it was it was glorious it was like I had rented the theater for myself. It was just a great feeling
0: <laughs> that's what it must feel for those huge celebrities that get to like can you close down this restaurant i'm coming I'm coming to have lunch huh? yeah,
1: yeah you know that's that's one one Good thing about being rich and or famous, I guess, is like you know, just 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 close everything down, and I'll and I'll 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 do my thing.
0: We can say that HBO Max gives us the opportunity to feel that way, uh, yes. <laughs> while everybody, like, yes, you know,
1: and hopefully not worry about catching the the uh, the COVID.
0: Right, and there's always that, and I suspect there's always gonna be that for a while. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the little things, Jojo. Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, Jared Leto. So put it out there for our, our audience and then we'll discuss. Because I think there might be some slightly controversial opinions, if you will, about this, this movie. Uh, I'll start by <laughs> saying personally that I liked it. And okay. I see the flaws. But, yes. but this is one of those movies that because they are not made, not many of them uh, such old school whodunit are done frequently, so frequently. I mean, you see more TV shows like that versus an actual movie. I think that there, there's a thirst for that. And as repetitive as the story, meaning this is something we've seen before type of thing, might be. I think it came out at the right time, and it's an incredibly watchable movie. But I, I, I can see the flaws, and we'll go over that. But Jojo, just please go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: uh, so the movie stars uh, Denzel Washington. He is a playing a sort of a a sheriff who had a, a much bigger career. And uh, is now sort of in the the sticks, the Podunk area as a as a sheriff. And uh, he he comes into town, into L.A. and kind of gets sucked into not really against his will, but he kind of willfully gets sucked into this case that Rami Malik is working on. Who's who's the new the new blood in the LAPD department, and they work together to try to get a serial killer. And the the title of the movie, The Little Things, is something that the character of Deke Denzel Washington plays, is something that he uh, he keeps hammering into uh, Rami Malek's head, Jimmy, character of Jimmy, over and over again. It's the little things that matter. It's the little things. It's the little things, and to pay attention to the little things. So I uh, I agree with you. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the first thing to, to to notice is that this movie is you very good old whodunit uh, classic whodunit. Again, the the there's nothing new to this, but I disagree with the notion that these movies cannot be made anymore. And I I I seriously want to fight anyone who <laughs> who says that because. It's the same thing as you know. Well, why is why are you doing a podcast? That would be like the same question. There's so many podcasts out there. Why are you doing a podcast? Well, because I have. I thoroughly believe that my podcast has something other podcasts don't. That's you know it's it's the fact that things are being done or things have been done before doesn't necessarily mean that. It cannot continue to be done, simple as that. Especially in art, so I don't understand the criticism of, you know, what's special about this because it's been it's been done before. What say you, Jojo?
1: yeah i I mean that's to me that's just a silly critique or criticism because literally everything has been done before. <laughs> you can look it up on the internet if you've not seen it and it it all exists so it all depends on you know the way the story is told and the the acting if we're going to talk about a movie or t v series and this one is certainly a a throwback it is set in nineteen ninety in LA. So it is a, a, a throwback to some of the older movies, the older um, aesthetic of storytelling. But I don't think that it's anything that is so threadbare that you can't get an, another good story out of it. And I, I really enjoyed particularly the performance of uh, Denzel Washington in this and kind of his confronting the demons, demons or angels, as he put them, in of his past. And I think that the fact that there was such a good performance there with him in particular, that it it elevates something that is sort of, you know, it has been done before and will be done again, but uh, it, it elevates it to something, as you said, very watchable.
0: That's exactly where... While I I disagree with the whole notion of, oh, why are we watching this? Because it's been done before. I also think that, to your point, well, we have to watch it because it's Denzel Washington. One, uh, Denzel Washington didn't go into it with the notion of, oh, I'll just phone it in because this this has been done before. (laughs) Denzel acted the bloody hell out of this thing. And because he makes everybody around him, I suppose, want to do it better. And, and that's, I'm not saying that, you know, Rami Malek, Jared Leto aren't good actors in their own right. It's just that you have to up your game when you are, <laughs> when you are against, around Denzel Washington. So that in itself makes this movie special. And it was a beautiful movie. I I, I want to say I I don't I don't know if if that's something that can be said about a psychological thriller that is <laughs> yeah, this is pretty gory to a certain extent and but but it was a beautiful movie. Like there's, there's something there's an air of classic about it that I couldn't help but keep getting that feeling.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it has a very old school, older style. Uh, shooting and editing style to it than than a lot of uh, of crime thrillers do uh, that are, are new or are released recently. It's certainly a throwback movie with that, and it does feel like a, a product of that time in the sense of you kind of could see yourself sitting down in nineteen ninety and watching watching it. So um, I. I I, I, As you said, it's a very, very watchable movie. There are problems with it, of course. There's going to be problems with everything. Nothing is perfect, but it's, it's, it's a very, very watchable movie.
0: So when we talk about the story arc, the storyline, do you think there was a certain amount of audacity, if you will, on the part of John Lee Hancock, By screenplaying a movie like this and making this movie, knowing that there was going to be this kind of uh, criticism or even rejection of it based on the subject.
1: I think from what I read, he has been floating this script around since the the late 80s. Really? Really? and from what from what i read and spielberg was attached at one point and clint eastwood was attached at another point and um it just kept getting shelved and not being made so i think he from what i read got to the point where he was like i want this movie made so i'm just going to make it mm. <laughs> And you've got to have respect for that, as for someone who is a, a creator, to be like, you know what, for, forget this. I want this made. I want this out in the world, and I'm going to do it. And obviously, that must have attracted Denzel Washington and the other talent that is attached to this to say, you know what, this is this is worth making. This is worth doing because, as you said. Denzel Washington does not phone anything in, so uh, you know he he brought everything up to a, a higher standard than if they'd gotten, say, uh, you know, a, a less talented actor to play the part that he plays.
0: There is something to be said about Jared Leto in in Rami Malik. because Rami Malik has this this face this expressions, this demeanor, that no matter how good of a guy he's playing, you still have a little bit of trouble trusting him 100%. Agreed. <laughs> and, and there is a moment where... Agreed. Where, yeah. <laughs> there's a moment where you call anything good that he does into question, and he even becomes... suspect to you yes Um.
1: yes yes and 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 in other parts that he's played too he has this very sort of like jittery nervous energy or something yeah that he brings to the parts that that is sometimes seems out of place there's there was there's one scene in particular i'm thinking of 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 him and denzel washington in a car where he kind of has a little meltdown and i'm like whoa (laughs) where did that come from and i (laughs) think And I think that even Deke, the, you know, the character of Deke was like, "What in the world? <laughs> Should I be sitting in a car with you right now?" Like, I don't know, man. Like,
0: dude, you okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you okay? You sure you're okay? <laughs> but, but I, I that I think is something that 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 character is that the director and the writer was looking for in that character. Like, is this somebody that is actually the hotshot detective that they claim to be? Uh, are they on the side of the quote-unquote angels, or or what are they on the side of? So I think that that was maybe something they were striving for. If it wasn't, he certainly brought it
0: to life on screen. <laughs> he does that. But the other thing is, about this movie, there is something that makes it almost impossible to label it, to, to just peg a label on it in terms of genre, because psychological thriller it fits the profile suspense it feels it fits the profile drama it fits the profile but what is this movie because it almost comes down to none of what you thought was something is and perhaps even whoever you thought did it didn't do it that's the classical who done it but did he not do it can we really say that he's not who he is? <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, the, the movie at the end of it, I am i don't think it really leaves you feeling satisfied in the sense of like good and right and everything's wonderful and marvelous in the world. You know, if you're looking for a movie that leaves you with that kind of feeling, I don't think it will. It sort of leaves you unsettled and and it left me a little bit, a little unsettled and I think a little bit sad too you know the the very last scenes with deke are are very very telling also in a huge insight into his character i think one of like i think it's the very last scene with him and i like it when movies do that because i mean we all need a good feel good movie once in a while but we also sort of need one once in a while that makes us feel like uh you know the, the things aren't things don't always work out the way we want them
0: to. Yes, and this movie dared to go there. And I, I, think, I, yeah. I think this is probably what is so controversial to people who consider themselves to be critics because the biggest problem I think we have here uh, nowadays, especially with the art of making movies and series and stuff, is that we, we, are, ter- we are becoming uh, intellectually lazy and then we want everything explained to us. We don't want it to feel like it's explained to us because then that would be an insult to us. So when that's done very clearly, when that's done very matter-of-factly, we complain about that. But then we're always looking for resolutions. And when there is no resolution, then we, become, we, we, <laughs> we get crazy about it. But I think that, the key to this movie is that there's not going to be resolution because this is, that's how you do this kind of movie. That's how you you create this kind of uh, suspense, uh, psychological thriller. Uh, am I, am I too far from this? Nope,
1: not at all. I agree with you a hundred percent.
0: That's exact. So let's talk about our own theories because of course, we all have our theories. I want to hear yours, Jojo. <laughs> Do you want
1: to hear my theory on on Who Done It? Or
0: yeah, or... because here is what I think. You know, I, my my suspicion is that nobody is the same in terms of the killers, in terms of the cops, in terms of the story that was in the story that is. Although, there is a clue in the the past becomes your present, the present becomes your past, and it goes on and on and on. But clearly, there are similarities everywhere. And that is the confusion factor here. So, it's a weird way to go around this, because we don't want to reveal enough of the movie. Because that's not our point, to spoil it. So we're going to have to talk about this in a way. <laughs> in a way that is uh, tremendously weird.
1: That's okay because because the the one of the characters is tremendously weird. So so tremendously weird works it goes with the movie. Yeah. So the the person that was their boy, I think is the term that's actually used in the movie. Or he's he's the boy. I think they kept calling him a boy. Yeah. I don't think was the boy. Yeah. I don't. I really don't. I think he was a very disturbed individual with a very strange lifestyle yes. and uh probably a bit of of excitement about getting attention paid to him by figures of what he viewed as authority, but I do not think that that he was their boy.
0: Yeah. I have the same feeling too. So I don't think as you said, I don't think this guy even can manage to, to like th- this is one of those, those people that if you don't exert a certain amount of authority over him, he, he has no, no qualms with you. And so obviously the victims we see here don't feel the profile of the kind of people that if, he, if this guy were a killer, he would be looking to kill. He, as you said, he likes to get the attention he wanted to get back at anybody who has a certain amount of authority. And in terms of the lifestyle, he reserved the right to be a weirdo. He was a fucking weirdo, wasn't he? (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, yes. He was definitely, definitely a weirdo absolutely but that doesn't mean that just because somebody's a weirdo doesn't mean that they're a, a serial killer and you know just because somebody's an asshole doesn't mean they killed their wife you know right. the whole the whole right. thing just because somebody is is not society's ideal does not mean that they are any sort of criminal École
0: quoi as they would say but also he doesn't fit the profile that when we Got a glance at who was doing the killing. We can never say that we know for a fact. He doesn't fit the profile, does he? Um, no, yeah. no, no, not at There's
1: all. There's physical and, clues uh, that you
0: can see. Okay, no, that's not. No, that's not the dude. Simple.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And i th- I think that that also helps speak in a larger sense to the idea which we've discussed before with other things with with hunches and and police and i really think that this movie That might have been something that was lost a little bit I think in some of the controversy with this but I I think this movie was trying to say something about that to say even though it left it ambiguous but it certainly did leave it ambiguous I do think that the movie was trying to say something about hunches and that sense of righteousness Mm -hmm. that sense of I I know what I'm talking about because I'm trained a gut feeling yes very much and I think the movie was trying to educate us in a sort of nuanced way about that and I liked that about the movie that it, it didn't slam, your, slam you in the face with it but it it, 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 it kind of hinted at the fact that eh, should we believe these gut feelings yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I think that is also really hammered home to in the last scene involving Deke yes. and the scene with the uh, envelope that is delivered the to Jimmy bird.
0: yes yeah, absolutely yes. Yes. And, and so This is where the movie gets smart. And like I said, I'm going to continue to hammer this point. People have a problem with smart-assness, and this movie dares to be that, and people are finding it hard to, to swallow. This movie, to a certain extent, gets a bit ceremony about certain societal assumptions, and people are having a hard time with that. People wanted for the gut feelings or the the hunches to be right about the weird guy, because we as a society are drawn and trained, if you will, to you know, if anybody if anybody is going to do this thing, it's this guy because he's weird, and so <laughs> it wasn't yeah. Yeah, you
1: know. yeah, and I mean that—that that even translates to everyday life. Everyday life, you know, you're constantly told if somebody gives you a bad feeling to listen to that feeling. I'm not saying not to do right. that. Right. I am not saying not to do that by any means whatsoever. I'm just saying that as a society, we are told to, to listen to our guts. And if somebody tells us, if something in our guts tells us this person is a bad person, then they probably are. I'm not telling people not to listen to their guts. But what I'm saying is, in everyday life, okay, that's fine. You can go, you know what? This person I think is strange and I just don't want anything to do with them. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. Good. Do that. But if you are a police officer, if you are someone in the position of authority, if you are someone who can put somebody away forever, should you really be listening to your gut feeling about somebody who may just be a goddamn weirdo? Exactly.
0: Where's your evidence? Where is your evidence? And this is where I'm going to bring this question to the table. Was John Dick a better detective? than the young Baxter. Because for a moment there, you could tell that John Dick was obsessive. He made it personal and he said as much, right? You're doing it for that. I'm doing it for this, (laughs) right? Yes. Yes. And we see a moment where actually Baxter follows the law and says, I can't, this is not going to work. Because she saw what she saw. And and he understood the biases that can come with seeing something that will confirm what you think you saw. Yes. But it, it almost seems like John Dick wasn't about that life. He was about retribution for an ego that, probably got completely defeated and outsmarted by someone he doesn't consider to be better than him. Yeah. So no angels <laughs> is, 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 is is the right <laughs> analogy, isn't it?
1: Yes, yes, no angels, no angels. We never really got to see much of the character Jimmy's detective work. I think all of that happened before Deke appeared on the screen. And I think that before... Deke became involved in Jimmy's character. Jimmy was probably on the right path, if you will. Yeah. But I do think that Deke had some good instincts. For instance, when he found the sort of little hideout across the street. I do think he had some good policing instincts and some good uh, investigative instincts. I just think that they got focused in and him being older i think he realized not to have the level of obsession that jimmy jimmy gained just by being around deacon so so deacon kind of you know introduces this this person as a suspect and i think that that the character of jimmy if it not, had not been for deacon's influence i don't know that he would have tipped as much into obs- obsession as he did does that make yeah. sense
0: <laughs> yes 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 it, it, it makes complete sense it's almost as if the two were investigating two completely different crimes.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Except one influenced the other to to incline more towards his own hunch, his own vendetta, as opposed to, this is actually not what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. We should go this way. We've got something else that needs to be investigated. And you came back to find your own redemption, and that's not what we're doing here, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I I never really got the impression, especially, and I know I keep going back to it, but especially considering the last scenes of the movie. I never got the impression that that was the outcome that Deke wanted. I never got the idea that he wanted to mentor this young detective into obsession. I don't think that was his end game at all. I I think he was human and made the mistake of taking someone who was impressionable and maybe had not been mentored properly or at all and cultivating something in him that was maybe much stronger than he realized so that he he did tip into obsession as opposed to just focused police work
0: so do you really think that there was some sort of altruistic reasoning behind john deacon's decision to get involved
1: i don't think at first i don't think at first there was anything altruistic in the sense of i think he wanted to to he saw a connection with a case from his past. I think he wanted to come in with retribution and clear his name and clear his ego. But I think as the case progressed, as they found the suspect, as he spent time with the character of Jimmy, I think he realized that he was tampering with things and making a mistake again, like he did before. Yeah. And I I think that he realized that he... You know, the past becomes the present, becomes the future, becomes the past. So it happened again, and he was responsible for it, uh, even though he didn't actually do it.
0: All right, that's good talk. No, no, no. Seriously, <laughs> this is this is this is good talk because this movie is one of those things that you can talk about forever, trying to create your own conclusions. Because again, I think what they were looking for with this movie, the reaction from the audience that they were looking for, at least in us, they're getting it. And I'm fine with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I I think it's definitely worth a watch and worth a, a watch with a, a critical eye in the sense of, of trying to see what this movie is telling you beyond being just a dumb action story or a dumb cop movie or whatever. I I do think that it's, it's trying to communicate a a deeper thought process to us that you just have to look for and listen for, as opposed to having it slammed in your face.
0: I'm with you. So now let's talk about the incredibly smart casting Mm -hmm. in this movie. We know what to expect from Denzel. The guy has more range than, than anybody alive. <laughs> you know, I, I love the Denzel looking like the old black preacher that he looks like now. <laughs> then when he was, you know, the sexiest man alive 30 some odd years ago, it's it, what we know and what we, what we know for a fact is that, Denzel is is just a fine wine like the guy how can you have won Oscars and 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 have done so many great things 30 years ago and just keep getting better I I I don't know but if you Denzel Washington that's what you do I suppose yeah
1: <laughs> yep exactly he's he is fabulous he's one of the finest actors I think of our time and uh as you said, he just keeps getting better. He uh he's been in great movies, he has amazing range, you know. He can be funny, he can be serious, he can be terrifying, yes. he can be good, he can be bad, he can be just a dude. So I mean he's 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 fabulous and uh you know, I could listen to him talk all day.
0: Yes, and I think playing a tortured cop is a a very outspent type of acting if you will. So like a lot of people have done that, right? From Mel Gibson to Denzel Washington. But through time there is something that takes those kind of characters to almost to a caricaturesque uh, point because everything becomes predictable. Yeah, he's suicidal and shit. He got mm-hmm. nightmares and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. He's got an ugly dog and he doesn't wash his dishes. He lives in a shack. All of that shit. (laughs) Only Denzel Washington can take that kind of character and make you want to see what is it about this guy and still make you feel sad for him, make you feel that you own his side, make you feel like, maybe he is that motherfucker too. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. all of that can come together. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about Denzel Washington, simple mm-hmm. as that. Yeah. Uh, 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 am I overselling the dude? <laughs> no,
1: no, not at all. In the in the hands of a, of a less talented actor, this would have just been a hack cop who had an obsession, who led somebody down the wrong path, and that would have been it. But... Denzel brings such a finesse to it and such a you know he 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 gave the man his own mannerisms and he gave the man his own sort of way of speaking and his own cadence and you know it wasn't just Denzel up there being Denzel he became uh, the character of Deacon he became this guy he created this guy and he became him and that made yeah. us interested in him he made him be a real person not just a two dimensional figure up on screen so um, I don't know of many actors that could have done that, especially when you take the fact that this is the sort of character that has been done many, many times. So there's many examples of it in film and on television that you know, an actor could go, "Oh well, I'm just going to do my Harrison Ford, or I'm going to do right, my-, my
0: best impression of this dude and that dude." <laughs>
1: yes, yes, exactly. So, um, so he, you know, he didn't. It, it doesn't. He, he didn't just. Um, present or or proceed with the part or attack the part with that kind of a mentality. It was, I'm going to bring something to this part that nobody else can. And that's me, Denzel Washington.
0: Yes. Yes. That's, 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 I think we're going to just leave it there (laughs) because next thing you know, we'll be demanding an Oscar for Denzel (laughs) for for just being good at this part. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Rami Malek, we've we've talked about Rami, and we we, we like Rami, though we, we we like Rami. We we think he is he probably is the incredibly underrated, even though he he's already got an Oscar to his name. But you know, there's something about Rami that I get the same feeling from a dude like Joseph Gordon Levitt in in that. They're not really, 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 really in your face, but boy, they're fucking good actors, aren't they? Oh, yeah. good Lord, they are. <laughs> and and it, it, the best way you described it, you described it perfectly, is that jittery energy that, that, that this kid has. The, the, the spooky eyes and the cat-like way that he moves around you. Almost making you feel uncomfortable. Like, would you fucking sit down man? Like just yes. get the fuck off my <laughs> Be still. Be still. Calm down. It's
1: okay. Yeah, he uh he is very he's very different and, and you know, you hate to harp on the way someone looks, but I mean they are an actor, so that that is a, a, a big Part of 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 acting, unfortunately, is the way you look, and he's he's a very unique looking individual. He he has very striking features and a, a very striking way of carrying himself. You you certainly know him in a part. Um, you know, I, I think even if you don't know his name, you'll be like, oh, it's that that is that guy from. And I don't mean in a oh, it's that guy sense, but in the sense right. of like, oh, that's him he's but yeah he's got a he has a lot of a very nervous energy and a lot of sort of a crackling energy that he brings to parts i i don't know how much of a range i've seen from him i haven't seen a huge amount of things that he's been in but right. everything that i've seen from him i have found him to be he finds a very interesting interpretation of the characters yes. that I don't know that all actors would have come with. Like I, I, I think, again, this particular character of Jimmy could have been played totally differently and not have be- made the character as, as interesting and as important to the story of, of Deacon and to the, the complete story as Rami Malik was able to make Jimmy. I think a lesser actor would have really made him just because we don't just get a cop. just a cop, yeah. Because we yeah. we don't get to see him do a lot of detective work. That that's already happened off screen. Um, yeah. We're it's mostly between his interaction and his transformation under the tutelage of of Deacon. Um, yes. And I think that Rami Malek did a, a fabulous job with that.
0: Yeah, and and basically to your point, they could have just gotten any no brand name actor to to play this character it didn't need to be Rami Malik or any very famous actor for that matter but at the same time Rami Malik made something out of this character where there wasn't really that much I I, I want to say yeah um yeah if you just read the script of this character he was just a regular young young ambitious cop that's it that they didn't Like what I'm trying to say is that it did not have to be a big name actor doing that job, but we got more out of this character for me, only because of what Rami Malek brings to the table as as an actor today. For
1: for me, I think that is it. Also speaks to my theory of the movie trying to make a, a larger point. Um, about hunches and that kind of thing because I think if, if the, the creators of this movie didn't want to try to ping that with us, they would have just cast, I don't know, Joe Everyman in this part as opposed to, you know, a very talented actor to, to pick up the nuance to, to try and show us that part of the
0: story. Yes. Now, let's talk about Jared. Let's talk about Jared. Uh Oh, Jared! <laughs> is how do you make a guy who looks like Jared Leto look like a weirdo, but also when you get there with the look, how do you make Jared Leto be that guy uh, in terms of acting? Because <laughs> this is the guy that I, I'm sure everybody would like to hate. <laughs> The, the, the character that he plays, yes, uh, Sparma, but somebody said that he was overacting, and I don't think so. I think he the character he plays is overaction is is overacting. The character that he plays is is a dramatic person, is somebody who creates, as you said, you described him before, is somebody who creates drama around him so that he can get some attention this is a very miserable person and but they also have the psychopathic tendencies that eh, that will will take them to provoking and egging authority figures so talk to me jojo
1: Yes, I I I think that's a perfect summation of this character that he plays. I do not think that Jared Leto was overacting. I think that, as you said, the character he's playing is acting a part in his head, and yeah. um and he's crazy. Um and it's it's not a very good part that he's playing in his head. You know, he's not he hasn't created a very good character or a very interesting character. But I think Jared Leto does a fantab- fantabulous—that's not a word—but a, a great job of, um, <laughs> of of bringing that to life. And I, I think that there's a lot of hatred for for Jared, the person, right now. He's he's done some pretty shitty things, so it, it was a little difficult for me to watch him because I, I I'm also kind of having a little pr- trouble with with disliking the, the person he's apparently turned out to be. But I, I do think that some of that is coloring the the buzz around his performance. Because right. I I just because the individual is is perhaps odious does not mean that their acting is poor. You can you can appreciate the art outside of the individual, in my opinion. But, so, that being said, I, I think he did a really good job with this character. I don't think he overacted. I think he brought... Because, you know, I've seen the true crime documentaries where they interview people like Ted, Bu- Ted Bundy, and the people, the narcissistic people, the people with the big egos who love poking the bear of authority, the, the, the police. And I think that he, in his head, was one of those and was writing that script in his head, the character. And I think Jared Leto yeah. does a great job of bringing that to life and, and of bringing this, this weirdo to weird fruition. But I, I think there was really good chemistry between him and uh, Denzel Washington and uh, Rami Malek as well. I thought that there was uh, really interesting chemistry between them and the dynamic of the three of them.
0: So I guess there are moments there within that interaction that I question In for the life of me no first of all I thought that the character was uh, uh, Sparma was a, ultimately a coward he, he he almost feels like he had a death wish and he just couldn't commit suicide or something agreed um <laughs> so so in, in like i said i don't think he had he had it in him to kill anybody to be honest with you but i still couldn't help but feel scared for the character of baxter getting in the car with him like, yes. what the hell are you doing man
1: yes yes mm-hmm. that scene i was like you have your own car follow him be like okay hmm. you you Lead you, you. <laughs> after you sir <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick my friend up from the corner store along with a couple extra guns and after you. But yes, because yes, I, I, he did. And I, and I think this is again, down to Jared Leto's acting skills. He was a weirdo, but he wasn't a pathetic weirdo at the same time. He was, he did have a little bit of that dangerous undercurrent. And, and the fact that you could go, maybe he did do this. Maybe he didn't do this. Maybe he did Something else, you know. I, I, he seemed capable of many things, right? In the moment, but I think if you look at the at the the whole story arch arc, arc you will see something maybe
0: different. Yeah, sort of like the more you get to see about him, the more you get to know him. You realize, eh, this guy ain't shit.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> and and then of course too in the in the, with the car scene with with Jimmy and himself, you're seeing him through the adrenaline. And through the prejudice and through the gut feeling of Jimmy's eyes, that's, that's how right. the movie is presenting him to you. So, somebody standing on the street who has no idea what's going on may be, may have seen a completely different story and been like, oh, "Where are these two people?" Getting yeah. like, okay, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it.
0: So, the other thing is like this. Dude didn't have a, a, a large wardrobe. Yeah, where he's running from for everything. <laughs> dude, you really like your job, son.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah, it was like, you wear that to the strip club. All right. Well, I guess they have your number.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's... It, dude spent like an entire shift. Like, I was sure he wasn't working. I mean...
1: It's true. He could have been. He could have been. Yeah. He could have been genuinely fixing whatever appliances they had in the strip club. I don't know what appliances would be in a strip club, but Rami I'm sure there's guy. <laughs> has to be something. <laughs> he was Rami. in the back soldering away.
0: Oh, man. That is funny stuff. Poor guy. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the one thing that I wanted to say about Rami Malek that I like also is the fact that Rabbi Malik is uh, of Egyptian descent, and however, he's made it a point to never get typecast with uh, with characters uh, that are stereotypical North African and Middle Eastern st- stereotypes. So, so, so I, I think that's a fantastic thing for him. And until you know, or until you hear his name, is another white dude from Hollywood, isn't he? Yeah,
1: and I I think something, too, that speaks to the, I don't know, I need to shut up about this, but to the higher, or the different, the, the sort of thread that's trying to run through this story is the fact that this movie could have been just a bunch, bunch of white dudes. I mean, you know, yep. it, it, it could have, <laughs> Denzel, right. you know, Denzel Washington is black, but the character could have been white. Rami Malik's character could have been pure as the driven snow. I mean, you know, Jared Leto, of course, is white, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the, there didn't, there was no quote unquote need to have an ethnic cast.
0: Right. And
1: But I think that, I'm, I think it's wonderful that it wasn't, you know, a, a snow white cast. And I think it's wonderful that, it, it brings so much more to this movie in having these these performances from from these characters.
0: Absolutely. So the movie we talked about today, the movie we've discussed is The Little Things, starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Jojo, star wise then I will leave it to you. I'd say, you a, say?
1: a solid three stars.
0: Yeah. I, I, I have to agree. Three stars three stars is perfectly fine with me. So if you have HBO Max, you can go ahead and watch this today or whenever it suits you. If not, then you know, it's also in the movie theaters. It
1: is. Uh, so. It is. If you can find
0: an open one. <laughs> Wear their mask, go watch this. Yes. Because it, it's actually worth your time. It's a two-hour, seven-minute movie. And really, you will not feel like you've wasted one minute. No, on and I,
1: I never got to a point either where I was like, oh, my God, is this thing ever going to end? Which you sometimes right. feel in two-hour movies. But I never I never had that feeling.
0: So, um, yeah, that's it, no, Giorgio?
1: Yeah, I think that's it.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to, of course, take a moment... To tell you that you can follow us on social media, Kicking and Streaming Podcast, uh, Kicking and Streaming on Twitter, Kicking and Streaming underscore podcast on Instagram and the rest of it. You can go to our website, kickingandstreamingpodcast.com and there you will find every icon you need to follow us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those things, right?
1: Yep, that's right.
0: You can find Jocelyn on Instagram as
1: Jocelyn Podcast.
0: Meanwhile, me, you will find me as Mr. Puzzetta, M R P U Z Z E T T A, M R P U Z Z E T A. So, thank you for listening today. Jocelyn and I, we're calling it a day.
1: Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you've found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast, so please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.